Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Balvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. We're starting out a little winter. I see we both have on uh, long sleeve shirts. Here I am in Florida. It's cold. It's cold. Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? All right, the hundredth episode. Well, congratulations, the hundredth episode. That's a long time to be doing. Hundred, hundred episodes, and uh, you know, when you set out to do something, you set your mind to it, and you say you're going to do it that's the first thing you should do is if you that's set your mind to something, do it. That's pretty good. Well, and that leads right into the million dollar mindset. We're going to call this hundred episode, the million dollar mindset. And that's a great mindset right there. So these are just thoughts and processes that you need to have. I think to be a successful entrepreneur, a successful business person. And the first one you said was put your well, mind to it and do it. If, you, if you're going to do something, you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. And you and I, I mean, if you, if you want to talk about that, from a health, wealth, um, success standpoint, if you look at our, our lifestyle of exercise, you look at our lifestyle of work ethic, you look at our wife, like, uh, lifestyle of play, the things that we set out to do, we do them. You know, we, we both have a habit of exercising five to six times a week. Um, you, at one time, were doing two a days, weren't you? Yeah. On exercise? Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're doing your 75 hard. So right, right. I think that probably the biggest mindset that a million millionaire mindset that people um, should aspire to have if you don't is when you, when you say you're gonna do something, cause this is what people talk about on January 1st, right? They talk about, I, I oh, I'm gonna do this this year. I'm gonna do this this year. Well, I think when you're still exercising and it's November 18th, um, you're, you're still, you're still going through the motions. It doesn't mean you're exercising quite as hard maybe on November 18th as you did on January 1st, but you're still doing the things. It's the same yeah, with work. Yeah. So that mindset is do what you say you're going to do. Um, commit to yourself. I guess that's commitment. Um, okay. Commit yourself. I love this one. So it was so funny. So I'll say persistence. You got to be persistent. Your million dollar mindset persistent. So I got two, funny stories of that well, one funny and one more factual persistence and I just happened to see an old photo of one of my daughters the other day actually this was yesterday and I saw this picture of my daughter who knows you know a year old sucking her thumb right and it was so funny and I we used to call her the ambidextrous thumb sucker right so most kids they suck their thumb let's say it's her right hand so that would frustrate me and I'd like pull out her hand and you know hold her right hand and she'd suck her thumb again right no, no, no. She got to be so persistent that you pop out the right hand and she'd pop in the left hand. And like most kids don't do that, right? So I was like, damn it, what are you doing? So I called her the ambidextrous thumb sucker, that she was so persistent. You're going to take away my right hand. I'm going to suck with my left hand. But the reason that's matter, I, I, I talked today, I gave a talk today. And one of the ones is, is talking about persistence. Anyway, ambidextrous thumb sucker was, um, it takes, you know, five, at least five contacts to, to generate a sale these days. And, you know, they say it can be up to 100 contacts in order to generate a sales. And this stat was really great. It says that 92% uh, of people give up uh, in the first four tries. So if you called a prospect and he said no, she said no, or they didn't answer the phone, or they didn't answer the email. So there's some huge number like, 45% of people give up after just one try. Hey, I tried Dave, he, he didn't say it. And then it was the second try, the third try, the fourth try. So it's like after four no's, let's call them four no's, 
that 92% of salespeople have given up. They're done. They've written you off, 92%. But remember, we were saying that it takes uh, five phone calls at least or five contacts in order to close the sale, right? So then you back into the math and it says the, the people that are persistent are only the 8%. 92% quit before the five, but something like 90% of sales happen after the fifth call, right? So 8% of the salespeople are doing all the business because everybody so, else quit. It's funny you <laughs> say that because I talk about persistence. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Richard Benson, uh, he, and I can't think of the name of the book off the top of my head, but it's um, the, the Greatest Secrets of Direct Mail, I believe is the name of the book. It's a very popular book, very expensive book. It costs you $200 to buy it online right now, and it's, it's old. Dick Benson is dead for a while. But one of the things he talked about in that book is, if you're going to use direct mail, you can't create your averages until you've hit the customer on the sixth time you can start counting your averages. Same thing. What do most people do? They send out that third mailer, maybe the fourth mailer. And I know people aren't using mail today. They're using email and different things. But it, the right. point is exactly what you were just saying, persistence. And so you're mailing and you're not getting the results you want. And then all of a sudden you get to the sixth one and between the fifth and the sixth, you get more results on those last two than the entire first four. And so there's your persistence right there, but most people give up, you know, before. way, way too early. And I, and it's, and I, another story is, is the guy um, who, um, and I can't think of his name right now, but he uh, he purchased a piece of land after a guy out in uh, in San Francisco area back in the days of the the miners, um, and um, he purchased a piece of land after a guy was digging a, um, a mine for like for like two years. This guy was digging a mine, finally gave up because he never made enough. He started to dig, and he literally within like two weeks he hit one of the biggest gold mines that that you know, that San Francisco hit, you know, the biggest, uh, I don't know what they call it when you hit a trail of gold, but it was right. one of the biggest out there. So the other guy gave up two weeks, you know, he dug Before. for two years. <laughs> Talk about, I mean, and it, it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, but that's what an entrepreneur does is it starts with that, that, that decision that no matter what, I'm going to keep going. And that's the decision. But so I guess decisiveness, I would add to the millionaire mindset, yeah, but yeah. the de decision, decisiveness to be persistent. So I, I guess I would add, you know, be decisive. It doesn't necessarily, because that, dis that decision will push you to be persistent. And, and the pre you have to be persistent. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better be persistent and fail a lot. So that's pretty good. They had, uh, so one of my beliefs, it talks about, I, I've been using this for a long time. Business is a game. Business is set up. So telling you how to run your setup. Hang on, Matt, you, you broke up. You said business oh. is, a, and then you broke up real bad. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so here we go. Give me one more second. Am I back yet? You're back. Good. All right, back yet. So I said business is a game. Set it up so you can win. So yes. business is a game. Set it up so you can win. And the idea of that is, Nobody's telling us how to run our businesses, right? There's no rules you have to follow. So set it up the way that makes you the most successful. And, and what I mean by that, everything from hours of work, hey, I do my best work in the morning, I do my best work at night, to, to the give and take of 
I think I would mention this before is that uh, when my kids were young, we did travel soccer. So, you know, I was done by 3.30 every day because I'd go soccer practice for them. But then I'd go work at seven o'clock at night, right? Because I can make up my own rules. There's nobody telling me I got to work nine to five, right? Yeah. Actually, most entrepreneurs work, work more than that. So that was kind of funny. A, a business is a game, set it up so you can win. And that compiles on that was uh, getting clients is easy. Getting clients is fun. Like, and that's almost like a mantra. Getting clients is easy. Getting clients is fun. To right? say something is easier, to say it's fun, that takes a mindset, a decision to say, hey, this is fun. Um, right. It's challenging. It's an opportunity. It's interesting. Exactly right. And, and almost that mantra just kind of changes your attitude of like, woe is me. This business is so hard. Business is so difficult. You've got to have the attitude, or in my opinion, is, hey, getting clients is easy. Getting clients is fun. It's fun. It's challenging. It's, it's entertaining, right? Uh, and you know, leads... there's, there's an opposite of that, which is, see, to me, I made a decision many years ago that TV, television is not that much fun to me. So I made this decision. So a lot of times what will happen is at night, I'll be sit, sitting home working on some marketing for, or something for, or we're just working, plain old working. And I'll be sitting next to my wife. She's watching TV and I'm, she's like, you're not even watching. I'm like, yeah, but there's noise. And I'm sitting here. We're still sitting here together. I just don't have to be watching the same thing as you. But, uh, but that's a decision or a mindset that I've said that that isn't fun to me. So things that I know would detract from my ability to um, maybe to earn. So I, I think, I think it's been a decision that I think business is fun. I think, I mean, I get out of bed and I'm excited to, to work and earn money. Um, that's the game. The game right. is, I mean, right. the game is the hunt, right? I mean, it's, you can accumulate all the wealth you want, but why is Warren Buffett still in, in the game? Because he's in the game. Because he, he enjoys it. Because he enjoys it. They talked about, so, so fear is one of the biggest things that holds people back. You know, fear, you know, paralysis analysis, you're hiding behind the computer, you're afraid to make phone calls, you're afraid to make calls, you're afraid to be uh, assertive, right? And so um, part of that is a mentality of being of service, uh, being, uh, being of service, trying to help people out. And so the analogy that these guys use all the time, and I say whoever, this, you know, the sales gurus, which, but I believe myself is, is that you're trying to be of service, you're trying, if you had the cure for cancer, isn't it your job to spread the word? right? To spread the gospel, right? That's your job. If you had the cure for cancer, your job is to spread the word. So if you believe in your product or your service and it does good and it solves a problem, like we always talk about, it adds value, um, then you should be proud of it and you should be spreading the gospel, right? You're being of service. It's I'm, I'm doing a disservice for you if I don't at least let you know about it. And well, again, and that's why part of being service is you're not selling, right? I'm just letting you know it's here. You got a problem. We got a solution. You may not want to do it, but I'm just trying to be of service to let you know it's here. Yeah, and and I was going to say that's why we do this show. I mean, the reality is is you've been through a tough tough time in your business. I've been through tough times in my business, and if I could go back, I could point to where the toughness started, and it could have been prevented. And so you know there is there is wisdom that comes from experience, right? And then and then they say, but experience comes from bad decisions. So you and I have both made our bad decisions and we've learned from them. And one of those bad decisions that 
that perhaps we allowed into our lives at one time was these limiting beliefs, things like fear, things yeah. like, you know, and, and so I think part of the millionaire mindset or, you know, the million dollar mindset is eliminating limiting beliefs that, that, that tell you, you can't do this or, or tell you that you're, you're, you're stuck here or that this obstacle is impossible to get around. Those are the limiting beliefs. And I have a, I have a little note that I keep on my computer um, that I don't, I don't remember when I wrote it, but I put the failure gene. It says limiting beliefs. That's the failure gene. If you, when we did that episode, I think that was actually our second episode. So go back and watch that uh, episode number two, limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. Limiting beliefs. Uh, it's funny. You were saying something about the limiting beliefs and that, re that reminds me of, uh, you know, kind of getting in your own way right, of, of getting in your own way. And and some of the questions asked, you know, we've been into psychology and this is mindset and that type of stuff, was, um, you know, what are you afraid of? What's the worst case scenario that's gonna happen? You know, you make a cold call, I'm afraid to make a cold call. Uh, what's the worst case scenario? He's gonna say no, he's gonna hang up. Are you gonna be okay? Are you gonna go, you're gonna home to your kids, they still love you, your wife still loves you, everything's okay. So so part of that was, uh, was your, your the questions were stuff like, what are you afraid? This is actually really well worded. It was kind of a tricky word that says. The, the Dan, the Dan can't, I mean, are you talking about the Dan uh, Sullivan? No, watch this one. No, 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 no. This is, this was, this was a great one, which was, what are you afraid that you're going to lose if you're successful? So it's almost like a double or negative. What are you afraid you're going to lose if you're successful or if this is successful? You're trying a project or something and you're, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm not afraid of losing anything because if I'm successful, then I'm, then I'm successful and I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm making money. I'm spending time with my family. So it's almost a reverse trick yourself. Well, I'm not afraid of losing anything. If this works out, it's going to be freaking awesome. Right? Well, you know, there is, there is a, there is a psychology of that, that, that there's about like 50, I forget what it is, but there's a large percentage of people who believe if they become successful, they're going to lose some of their friends. And the fact of the matter is, yes, that may be true because some of your friends are like, uh, what are they? Oh, it, uh, if you've ever, we used to go crabbing when we go down to Destin or we go to the beach anywhere, you go crabbing, you catch all these crabs, put them in a bucket. Well, crabs, crabs won't, like you do it at night. They, they come in and you got flashlights and you chase them and you catch them with the net. It was a blast. I mean, we let them all go. But the point is you don't need it put a lid on the bucket because the other crabs won't let the crabs climb out of the bucket. They pull each other down. Yeah. Human beings are the same way. And for the most part, as you move up, what happens is you'll have those around you that will want to hold you down. And so you have to be willing, if you want the, to have a millionaire mindset, you have to be willing to recognize those influences and how they do drag you down. And you have to be willing to, I guess, if you really want success in your life, you either have to um, move up with your friends. In other words, pick friends that have this mindset, or right. you have to be right. willing to understand some of your friends that you're going to have are not going to be good for your mindset. You might want to not see them, but a few times a year. I don't right. want to tell you who, what friends you can or can't have, but the reality no, is- we said that before. That's been, maybe that was a Jim Rohn. You know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. You hang out with five rich people, five millionaire people, you're the sixth millionaire. You find out with five smart people, you're the sixth smart people. But the truth is, I was, when you were saying that, it reminds me of that story. You know, you are the average of the five people you hang out with. 
but it's also true in sports, right? I'm a golfer. That's my thing. When I, I like playing with better golfers, it makes me a better golfer. When I used to play tennis growing up, I want to play with better tennis players than me because it makes me a better tennis player, right? If I'm, if I'm working on getting physically fit or, or, or running or working out, I want to hang out with somebody who's a better, you know, and better runner than me, a better physical fit to me, somebody else who's, you know, you know, doing it or has done it, right? So all those, and it's funny when you said that, I just, that is how we do things. Well, I like playing golf with better golfers. I like playing tennis with better tennis players. I like hanging out with people that are in better shape than me to kind of inspire me to, to do better and get in better shape myself. So and that's why those exercise apps are cool. You're like, you, like if you got a friend and you're on the, like I, yes, I just watch yeah, somebody. Counter. I remember he had a step counter. I, I look at my run times and I'm like, yes. oh, he he's faster than me. Come yes. on, <laughs> you know. But, right, that's the competitive edge, which I think might be another mentality. You, you got to be competitive at least with yourself, right? And so we there's different kinds of competitions and 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 uh, so I anyway. There's a, there was, it was me and two cousins and it was a, uh, we went to a very competitive high school, right? And so you had uh, one of my cousins, uh, competitive high school where you knew, every, you know, you're not supposed to know grades. Everybody knows grades. We're kids. You're in high school. You know what's going on. Okay. One of the kids, one of the, one of my cousins shut down. She didn't like the competition. She didn't like, and it wasn't because of her. She didn't like the way other people felt, you know, oh, I did better than him and he's going to feel really bad about it. Okay. So there's that mentality. Then there's the other mentality. I had another cousin, and uh, her mentality was that, uh, you know, if, if she didn't do well on a test, she was mad at the people who did do well, right? So she was mad or jealous of the people that did better than her. So she's constant. and by the way, there's a second part of that. So she's mad at them, and she's mad at herself, beating herself up gosh, you're not as smart as Dave. Dave made it. First of all, Dave, you're a jerk for making a 95, but but darn it, you're not as good. I'm not as good as Dave because I didn't make a 95, right? So she's beating herself up, right? My mentality, and again, was good for you, Dave. You made a 95. You got what you deserve. I got my 89. I got what I deserve, right? So, so the belief of you get what you deserve, you get what you put into it, but the competition, the point of that is, I'm not competing with Dave, I'm competing with myself, right? So, so and, and that is a Dan Sullivan one, was staying out of the gap, right? Which is quit comparing yourself of, of Dave, couldn't compare yourself to other people, compare yourself to how much better off you were than a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. So he calls that staying out of the gap would be, we're always looking for these ideals. I wanna have a million dollar business and, and anything short of that is failure. Right, Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last, right? <laughs> right. But, but Dan Sullivan says, well, that's not true. You should be comparing yourself. So that's the gap. You're not making a million dollars or your company is making a million dollars. You're not first, so you're last. But, but Dan Sullivan would say, that's the gap. What you should be doing is comparing yourself. Yeah, but I'm better than I was last year. I'm, I'm a better person. Uh, the business is in better shape. I am making more money. I'm making progress towards my goal. And so he says, you measure backwards. So it's all about comparison. You're not comparing yourself to other people. You're not comparing yourself to the ideal. You're comparing yourself to a better version of what you were in the past. And and yeah, and you're progressing. And and that brings up, so we're, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the million dollar mindset. And we did this episode back in 20, early 2019. It was the four pillars of wealth. Well, when you talk about the the millionaire mindset or the million dollar mindset, and you, and you bring up the four pillars of wealth, you do realize in order to build four pillars of wealth, which is 
you know, you have a business, you, you invest in cash flowing assets like real estate, build a retirement fund, and then you, you know, you accumulate wealth over this period of time. That takes time. And, and because it takes time, the mindset has to be that this doesn't happen overnight. And I, I don't remember what speaker I heard one time, he said, it, you know, the funny thing about getting rich quick, it usually takes about 20 years. And, That's good, right. and, and, it's, and, and if you're willing to accept the fact that you don't have to produce this, unfortunately, we live in a society of instant gratification. But it's also a reason why failure, so many people are unwilling to fail, to try and fail. I think, I think that's a mindset as well as you have to be willing to try and fail. You can't be afraid of failure, which is a fear. That's a limiting belief. Right, you can't right. be afraid of failure because if you don't try and fail, you will not progress. At the age of two, you were willing to fail at almost anything you tried. But by the age of 15, you're, you get all these limiting beliefs that come into your, into your thought process that you're unwilling to fail anymore because maybe you're not the best at the test or you're, you're, you're maybe not the smartest in your class or you're not the best athlete or you're not the best whatever. And so instead of, once again, comparing yourself to others who may be better than you, you have to, you have to choose your destiny, your destination, if you will. And then you have the mindset is, I'm willing to fail enough times to where I'm proficient at this. And then once I'm proficient at it, I can learn to be great at it. As long as it's something you want to do and that you love, that's, that's a mindset to say, this is, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Right. And that, so, so that boils down to, like I say this all the time, it's, it's about progress, not perfection. It's about progress, not perfection. So as long as I'm doing the right things, I know good things are going to happen. Right. And so you can say that with exercise, you know, as long as you're working out every day, you know, things are going to happen. And then, you know, it's, you can tweak it. Right. So, so if you want to lose weight, if I, if you exercise every day and you eat right, you're going to lose weight. Okay. If it's been a week, it's been a month, it's been two months and you haven't lost any weight, let's tweak it. Do I need to exercise more? Most likely you need to, you know, count your calories. Right. But the point is you can don't do the same thing and expect a different result. Right. That's the definition of insanity but it's progress, not perfection. So make an adjustment. Hey, maybe I do need to watch my calories. Hey, maybe I do need to cut out the beer or cut out or cut it out four days, only drink on the weekends or only had my dessert once a week, right? Because you can adjust it, but it's about the progress. As long as you're doing the right things and you know good things will happen, that's you talk about, you know, business is a marathon. Getting rich takes, <laughs> getting rich quick takes 30 years. I like that. That was a really good one. But it's like, but if you're doing the right things and, and the business is growing and I know I'm, I'm making insurance guys do this all the time you know they have these rules they want to have eight sales meetings a day right and as long as they're having eight sales meetings a day five days a week boom they know they're going to generate business right and every time they have a meeting they ask for three referrals that's like a typical old-fashioned insurance agent from northwestern mutual right that's the, nothing wrong with that i'm not picking on that that's a great system right and and that works if you did that if you made your eight calls and you asked for your three referrals and then you set up for eight calls tomorrow, boom, boom, boom. They know by their numbers that it's people who do that are successful. Now, it's yeah, and you, know, you, you mentioned Northwestern Mutual. I mean, let, let's be honest. Um, anybody who's been at Northwestern Mutual for uh, five years or longer, those are very successful. Very successful. Even if they leave and go into, into something else. Why? Because they have a system. Um, which systems are mindset, setting up systems. I don't know that yeah. they're necessarily mindset, but 
because we all have systems, but those are systems that work. Um, but the, as long as you do the right things enough times, again, it's knowing what the right things are. And I think that knowing what the right things are comes down to integrity. In, yeah. Integrity is a mindset. You're going to operate in a, in a mindset of integrity, which means I'm not going to lie to myself about what I'm doing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to my employer if you have one, um, especially if you're self-employed. You can't lie to yourself. You create, you create um, your subconscious mind knows. It, it knows if you're if you're lying to yourself. So you have to have that this self-integrity that says, I'm going to be honest with myself about my work, about my effort, about um, all the things I'm doing and what I have to do. Am I doing what I have to do? And that's that's integrity. When you do what no, you that, have to do when nobody when nobody else is watching, right? You, that's yeah. integrity. Well, that was you know I think for some reason I've heard this several times in the last month. Uh, figure out what the cost, what the price of success is, and then be willing to pay it, right? Is and that can be athletics and that can be business, right? Which is what is the am I willing to pay it, right? So in order to whatever, run a marathon. The price is you got to train every day and you have this whole routine and you're going to stick to the marathon training schedule. And I'm like, that's how you do it. And am I willing to pay the price? Right. We talked about insurance. They're doing eight calls a day. Are they willing to make the, you know, what is the price? Am I willing to pay it? Going back to what you said, commitment, and that's doing the right things. And there are some, not everybody knows the right thing. So that's a whole thing. That's why we do what we do with our mastermind group, which is you bring it, here are the right things to do here. Remember we talked about the 80, 20 rule, yeah. right? That, that, that only 20% of your actions are 80% of your results. So how do you make more and work less? You do more of the 20% of the activities, the 20% the, the activities that, that create the results. That's literally how you, I told this story today in this, in a speech, which was one of my buddies uh, had his conversation 10, 15 years ago. He believes, hey, there's no way you can make more and work less. He says, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work harder. You gotta put in more hours. And, and I said, no, no, you don't. You just got to do more of the, the, the 20% that makes you 80% of your money. That's the definition of efficiency. That's a, anyway, it was really All right, we'll pause that. because that, what, what was just said, there's no way you can make more and work less. Is a limiting belief. Yeah. That's a limiting belief. That's that you and I knew it right away. Yeah. And that's not the right mindset. And wow. here's why, because if you have that mindset, doesn't matter who you are. If you have that mindset, that is true to you right right therefore you will never make more and work less because in your mind you believe doesn't mean it's true okay you believe that there's no way you can work less and make more therefore in order for you to make more your mind for you for you to produce more you have to work more so that's a limiting belief that you've got to get rid of because limiting beliefs when we're when you talk about a millionaire you know million dollar mindset limiting beliefs are the things it's funny subtracting those and adding some of these other ones like commitment, you know, those are the things that make all the difference. I, I'll, I'll give, you know, I turned 52 this week. Oh, um, good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, and so, and I set out um, at the beginning of the year, I said, okay, I'm going to run 520 miles this year. And so um, Friday I'll cross, um, I believe I'll cross, Basically, at the end of the month, I'll have run 520 miles already this year. So I've already hit it in November. Um, that took a, a commitment. Awesome. 
And we talked about consistency right away, but that took commitment. You brought up commitment a, a minute ago, but that took a commitment on my part to run every twice a week. It's all I run is twice a week, but it took a commitment. And I can tell you this, I will not commit to anything so stupid next year. <laughs> because I mean, I when you're 70, you're gonna run 700 miles. What's going on? <laughs> but that's the point is I committed to it. And, I, and because I committed to it, I made a decision that I'm gonna do it. And, and I, I've told my wife, told, told everybody, I will not be, I will never commit to that again. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, on the body and there's a lot of other things I could do, but I committed and that's, that's it. That's a trait. That is a yeah. trait of yeah. success. That's it, a mindset. You, yeah. you pick something you're going to do and then you do it. And then after you've done it and you can say, yeah, I hate doing that. I don't want to ever do that again. At least it's a, uh, man, I'm trying to think of who taught this to me. But it was a long time ago, and I think I learned it um, like in the 1980s, early, late 80s at an Amway convention. I don't know who, who taught me, but it was talking about how to create a uh, program your mind, subconsciously program your mind. And they were saying, if you'll start writing your commitments down on paper, and then you'll always do those commitments. Start writing the small ones, but always write your commitments down on paper start writing them over and over, you know, and always crossing them off. What will end up happening is as you start writing these really big commitments down, you'll do them naturally. And when you do that, then you'll continually have success because your mind will know the second you write that, that you're going to do it because you've done it so many times. Your mind will have zero doubt that you're going, if it goes down on that paper, that you're going to hit it. That's a mindset. That commitment mindset is a, I mean, talk about persistence. That's all part of it. But you commit and then you go after it. Man, that's that's a mindset and that that'll change your life. Oh, I mean, you know, that is that is tremendous. That is awesome. That is exactly what I'm what I'm trying to think. Um, I can't remember. It might be a Dan Sullivan like the wind streak. And so the idea behind that is you every night you write down the three positives for the day or the three things you're grateful for, okay? And what that does is, is it, it, it focuses your mind on the three positives, the three good things that happened today, the three things you're grateful for today, right? We as human beings focus on the negative. When somebody would say, hey, how you doing? Hey, how's work? Well, it's great, but man, I had this sucks because X, Y, Z, right? That we go right to the negative. That's our brain, that's our primitive brain going, but to reprogram your mind on the mindset, which is if, if you're focusing on the three positives and the, or, or the three things you're grateful for, it's reprogramming your mind to look for the positives throughout the day because you know you're accountable to yourself at the end of the day to recognize the three positives or the three things you're grateful. So that is a great way to reprogram your mind. Somebody who's negative, I call them Eeyores. Somebody who's Eeyore, always thinking of the negative, always thinking of, well, that's great, but wah, 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 wah. You can reprogram your mind, your mindset by focusing on the three positives, the three things you're grateful for today. And that reprograms your mind to look for those opportunities. And it's funny that in that same thought process, at the end of the year, you should look back and look at, look for three big things that you're proud of. Like I think about your year, I'm like, man, I had a, f a hole in one this year. I mean, two this summer. <laughs> okay. You had two holes in one in a single year. Um, that, that doesn't happen like very often. Okay. Right, right, right. I mean, and yeah. so you could look back on that. I mean, yeah, sure. You played a lot of golf, you played in a lot of places, but you have two hole in ones 
in a single year, you could look back on that. It's possible you could look at, back on that for years to come and say, <laughs> man. I peaked. What are you saying? I peaked. No, I'm saying <laughs> you can always look at 2020 and say, right. yeah, some people had a crappy year. I got two holes in one this year. Right, in a right. single year. So 2020, you can, and, I, you know, that's what I'm saying is when you look back and you look for the positives, if, it, if you do that daily, then again, you're going to look back and say, look how far I've come, man. This is, you know, that's what you're talking about, Dan Sullivan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look well, how the same kind of, Yeah, the same kind of stuff. I, I know that we get into uh, some of our, and we're about to wrap it up, I know, which was uh, some of your limiting beliefs we talked about. I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would you do to grow the business? I know you don't know, but but what would you do to to get that client? What would you do to improve your circumstances, right? Because uh, the limiting belief is, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, I know you don't know, but what would you do if you did know? What what could you do, right? And so there's part of this getting out of our own way. But but I'm gonna so we I think we're right at our 30 minutes right now. So 100th episode, congratulations! I'm very excited. It's been great. It's almost been two years. Uh, that's really been awesome. Uh, million dollar mindset. We had some great stuff. We talked about uh, deciding. We talked about, uh, uh, gosh, what are we talking about? Limiting beliefs, persistency, be of service. Uh, business is a game. Set it up so you can win. Get client, getting clients is easy and fun. We talk about persistence pays off. The ambidextrous thumb sucker. Hey, there um, you go. So, but it's great. You got to have this mindset because, because, because life is rough business is rough and there are ups and downs it's a very uh, uh uh whatever you call that uh, manic depressive up and down right but bring it full circle this is what we talk about in our in our mastermind groups this mastermind group is that definition of so find yourself with the, with with five smart people and you'll be smart five successful people and you'll be the sixth right that's what a mastermind does where they'll help you identify your limiting beliefs help you identify where you're holding yourself back, right? Because we've all been through it. We've all done it ourselves. We've all, we all have our ups and downs, right? So, so limiting beliefs are, are, or, or a millionaire, a million dollar mindset is, it is a mindset, but it's always, you're working on it. It's, you're never done. Progress, not perfection. That was another one. It's always about making progress, not perfection. We're always about improving. But this was great. A hundred episodes. I've loved it, man. This has been a good stuff. It has been. And, and, you know, that's in, you talk about, you know, the, you're, you're the, product of the five people that you're influenced by that's what a mastermind you know that's what that's what we're gonna you know discuss with you in a mastermind that's it's just having the influence of other people who have a million dollar mindset and then sometimes when you fall out of the million dollar mindset being around people that can elevate you and help you focus on the things that are going to get you to your goal and eliminating some of those eliminating eliminating beliefs that would keep you from where you're trying to go because ultimately you eliminate those and you add the right ones you're going to be able to go wherever you want to go with your business and then you can build the four pillars of wealth so i love it all right so i'll challenge everybody to think about their three positives write down your three positives the three things you're grateful for today that's what you should do start doing it every night start doing it with your kids i started doing it with my kids back when they were early teens that was a much better conversation uh you know what are your three positives today all right uh matt at profitability md dave at profitability md we're at ProfitabilityMD.com. We are uh, on YouTube, uh, ProfitabilityMD, our YouTube channel. And obviously, uh, ProfitabilityMD is our podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Wherever you listen on on podcasts. So. <laughs> All right, man. Be good. This was fun. All right, man. Take care. See you.